0: In terms of metrics, it's the second highest converting ad type on Amazon's platform. Uh, so sponsored product top of search converts extremely well. Those top few sponsored product placements, sponsor brands, video is right up there with it.
1: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm Joe and I'm here with Matt. Uh, Matt, how are you doing today? Doing well. That was a good succinct answer. I like that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what we're going to be doing today is we're going to start kind of like a little mini series with the podcast. Really what our key focus is to kind of get the the basics and do the groundwork for your sponsored ad strategy to really be set for Q4. So in this episode, what we'll be doing is walking through the different ad types, um, kind of where they show up, how you can tie them all together. Um, in the next episode, what we're going to be really looking at is overall strategies and goals. Like how do we tie these together and how do we really use the different ad types? And then following that, we're going to be really focusing on overall optimization. And then what's the key things that we should be looking for to make sure that we're getting the most performance out of our ads after we figure out which ads we want to use and then which strategies we really want to implement. So. Overall key goal is to really get some, some takeaways, some action items that you can implement within your campaigns so you can prep for Q4 when sales really start rocking.
0: Yeah. And for this episode, we're going to go through a progression of different ad types I'd recommend if you're a longtime seller or your account is a bit more established that you're using all of these that we discuss. But if you're more in the introductory stages, launching your account or aren't currently using them all look at it as a progression through these different types so we're going to talk about them kind of in sequence about in order of
1: priority yep yeah exactly so if we start from the basics and we can go back to the first ad type that amazon had um it's sponsored products uh so overall net sponsored products um, it's typically going to be like 70 to 8 percent of your overall sponsored ad spend so even if you are using the other ad types, this is going to be a major portion of it. This is where our key focus should really start and go as we're building our strategy. Um, so for sponsored products themselves, where they tend to show up is in search results. Um, so i type any searches. So if I'm searching for a specific product, um, it's starting to get to fall in Minnesota. So let's start looking at hooded sweatshirts. So if I type in a hooded sweatshirt, so the top, uh, listings that pop up, they're going to be sponsored product ads. Um, if I click into one of the product detail pages, um, I could also see some other ads, which would be usually in a carousel. Um, those would also be sponsored product ads. So uh, there are like products related to this product. Um, and so, This is going to be the majority of your impressions, overall spend and a lot of times overall sales. So Matt, maybe kind of walk us through some details on sponsored products as a
0: whole. Sure. Yeah. So like you said, there are a variety of placements inherent to sponsored products. That's the key reason why they're going to make up the majority of impressions. It has more ad placements than the other sponsored ad types. Uh, so. With sponsored products one of the key advantages is that they look like a listing when they appear in search results and then when you do click through and you you get those product page impressions for sponsored products products are lined up in a carousel and it makes it really convenient for shoppers to just scroll through and find related products so if they click through look at a product they're not ready to, com- to commit to purchase so many shoppers use that carousel to try and find the next product rather than going back to search results but the key advantage of sponsored products is you get ads in both placements and high quantity of ads in both placements so it makes your product very discoverable and also it blends in with organic listings people are inherently leery of clicking ads to an extent so the fact that it blends in really aids in click-through rates and conversion rates after they click
1: yeah amazon has done a great job designing these ads just to look like the other listings everything looks very standard with them um it's amazing to me like when people ask what i do and we start talking through amazon advertising it, it's seems to me that number of people who don't even realize that there's ads on amazon um, and that's some of the power that we get with sponsored products is it looks so much like the other listings that many people don't realize their ads Over time people have become much more hesitant to click on ads and will grow down scroll down to their their organic rankings um or amazon sponsored products ads it's not as apparent which ones are actually ads and which ones aren't and so that's why we see such great performance with like say like top of search sponsor product ads um a lot of people just assume that that first listing is the top organic ranking and this is the one that amazon recommends so i'm just going to click in i'm going to purchase it um and that's why we see such great conversion rates overall totally Uh, so walk us through like different targeting types so you know how do you how do you set up sponsor product ads what goals do you have for it for sure yeah so
0: there are a variety of different controls inherent to sponsored products much more so than sponsored brands and sponsored display uh, so it'll be your most expansive series of campaigns because there are so many different strategies that you can and should be leveraging with sponsor products and different attributes and controls associated with those campaigns. So starting high level, there are two types of campaigns, auto campaigns and manual campaigns. Uh, you should be using both. So even if you're a very mature seller doing a lot of volume and you feel like you have a really good idea of what your ideal keyword mix should be, you should still be using auto campaigns. They help you discover new products to target, uh, ASINs that are new to market or maybe get replenished with stock that you aren't targeting in your manual campaigns and then new search terms, uh, that people enter in. There are just billions of unique searches every month on Amazon. So, um, making sure that you're staying up on trends and any new combinations that Amazon deems relevant to your product. So two primary campaign types, auto and manual, uh, for manual campaigns, there are two main targeting options, keywords and product targets. Keywords can have three different match types, broad phrase and exact product targets have two category targeting and then individual ASINs. Uh, so like that would be the core component of your product targeting strategy. Um, For match types, Joe, I want to walk through broad phrase and exact, and should we use all three? Should we just use exact? What's your take on that?
1: Sure. Yeah. So we use all three in different cases. And I think what we'll do is we'll kind of postpone that detailed discussion on when to use them for like the strategy overview. Um, But just know that there's broad phrase and exact. Um, So there's a lot of different ways that we can target different keywords or different search terms that people are putting into Amazon. So along with um, the different match types, the different uh, campaign types, there's also placement adjustments um, that we can control bids for specific placements. Super important. Um, On the auto campaigns, we can set different bids for different match types um, or targeting types within the auto campaigns. Um, so whether it's close match, loose match, substitutes or complements, like we can put different bids there. And so we get into the optimization section of this mini series, um, I can kind of cover how we look at those and how you should be optimizing them as you go. Um, but overall, just hope you're seeing as we're going through sponsored products, there's a lot of different controls that we have. Um, and there's a lot of ways that we can use these controls. And each strategy that we implement um, is gonna have different controls we use. And so this is what we'll be covering on the next episode is now we've got all these different controls, let's tie it back to strategy, and then let's figure out how to optimize these as we go. Yeah. So sponsored products should be a major proportion of your spend and in terms of like time investment, um, this should be a key piece from the start. For sure. Yeah. Key takeaway with sponsored products and that
0: those variety of um campaign types, match types, uh different controls like placement settings and different bid strategies. Key takeaway, use all of them. All of them have a purpose and are really
1: effective for different strategies. Sure. Yep. Use all of them, but know what goals you're trying to achieve by right. using all of them. So more yet to come. Um <laughs> But next ad type sponsor brands. Uh, so this one is formerly known as headline search ads. Um, so if you ever see HSA um, back in the day, that was the initial name for sponsor brands. And then it got rebranded into sponsor brand ads. Um, so Matt, just kind of walk through sponsor brands. Like what do that look like? Where do they show up? Just kind of give us a general overview there.
0: Sure. Yeah. So there are three main placements for sponsored brand ads. Uh, the first would be in search results at top of search or at the very bottom of search is where they traditionally appear. And normally they'd be groups of three products. It could be less if you're redirecting to a storefront and they have some sort of copy headline associated with them. Uh, and hence why they're formally called headline search ads. Uh, they're a larger placement than an individual sponsored product. Uh, ad impression that shows up Mm -hmm. Um, and there are a number of features associated with that like core sponsored brand format that you can use like one of our favorites is using custom images so you can use lifestyle images that help people kind of emotionally connect to your product or show the products application basically put the product in a unique light and help it stand out to a larger extent. Uh, your logo will appear. Uh, and then that copy gives you an additional way to connect and promote your product with, with the customer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so overall I look at like sponsored brand ads themselves, like sponsor products, It's trying to look a lot like a listing itself. And so it's very bottom of the funnel strategy. Somebody knows what they're looking for at this point and they're just trying to figure out which product to buy. For sponsor brands, the ad looks much more like an ad. Um, so, you know, a typical like the old school headline search ad, now a sponsor brand ad, you know, it looks like a typical banner ad that you'd see from the late days of the internet. Um, or some of the other ads that show up definitely don't look like Amazon listings, but you can use custom images to really kind of give you that lifestyle appeal. Um, and so where sponsor brand ads are really valuable is when you're a little more up the funnel, um, up the overall buying funnel, um, and people are more browsing around different brands. They're not sure exactly what they want to purchase yet, but they want to look at and learn more about your company or the products you sell. This can be a great ad to utilize. Um, another feature with sponsor brands is that you can link to your storefront or you link to a product detail page. Um, the storefront's really cool because then that gives you another chance to really build up that branding, that make your store, your products, your brand stand out versus sending them to a product detail page which looks very similar to everyone else. And so um, we'll go through and tie this back to strategy two and how you utilize it, but we see different conversion rates based off of whether you send them to your storefront or a product detail page. Um, There's a lot of other strategies that we can implement with sponsor brands. But really a key thing to to note with sponsor brands is it looks like an ad. It's typically when people are more in the exploratory phase that they want to purchase. But it gives you a much better overview and way to kind of show off your brand and build up that loyalty, which can then lead to a sale. For sure.
0: And using a storefront landing page is a really unique opportunity too, because you get to expose the shopper to your full catalog. So it can be effective for cross promotion, or if you have a lot of, a variety of options to pick from in separate listings, it can be a good opportunity to expose somebody to those options and increase the likelihood of a conversion, uh, side benefit when you drive to a storefront, uh, well, a product page has, that carousel of sponsored products related to this item. So it's very easy for somebody to jump ship to a competitor's listing if you're not defending your product page, which we'll talk about in a later episode. Um, So with a storefront, you can kind of protect your brand to an extent, insulate it from the competition. So that's a unique advantage of, of sponsored brands and that storefront landing.
1: Yeah. I love that point. Moving on to the other ad types. So again, we'll circle back and kind of tie these all together. Um, sponsor brands video. So this is under sponsored brands. You know, general, um, general umbrella. branding. Yeah, umbrella. There you go. Um, but it, it operates differently. Um, so a sponsor brands video is a really fun ad because you can show off your video. Um, takes up, like, the typical placement that you'd see right now is in search results. Um, and if you're on a desktop, you know, it's it's a big ad that shows up and then, or video that shows up, and then a lot of details about your product right next to it. So it takes up a ton of real estate. Um, same thing if you're on the phone, too. Like, it takes up, like, half the screen, just that video itself, and then the detail, like, pricing, reviews, and everything else like that right below it. Um a couple of unique features with video ads is like typically you're advertising with video online. It's going to be more impression-based where on Amazon it's, it's click-based. And so what's cool with that is that it actually gives people like a nice preview of your product ahead of time. So if somebody comes, they're scrolling through, they watch your video. There's two different actions that can happen. One, they watch your video. They're not interested and they just keep scrolling to the next product. You didn't be anything there. Um, Or the other action is they watch your video and they're into what you've got, they click into the page, they're much more likely to buy. Um, And we see that in the conversion rates overall. So when people click in sponsor brands video ads, um, conversion rates tend to be very solid. Um, so this is a fun uh, ad type. Just because one, it gives people a preview of your product. Two, it really lets you st- set yourself apart from the competition because you'll be the only video or one of the only videos showing up in search results there. Um, and then three, it really lets you show off like what makes your product unique. So, uh, given an overview on how it can be used, or show people actually using your product, or using lifestyle imagery to really like brand and kind of set yourself apart on the branding aspect. So um, lots of really cool pieces to take a there. I guess, Matt, what, what else on sponsor brands video? In
0: terms of metrics, it's the second highest converting ad type on Amazon's platform. Uh, so sponsored product top of search converts extremely well. Those top few sponsored product placements, sponsor brands, video is right up there with it just for all the reasons that you you mentioned um they stand out they're a massive placement uh they tend to convert extremely well so we always recommend if you're a brand registered seller or vendor or a vendor uh run sponsored brand video ads because they perform so well like you don't even have to worry too much about how high quality your video content is any video beats no video. Um, we've seen near universal success by leveraging sponsor brand video campaigns. Yeah, Great ACOS uh, and
1: good volume. Yep, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. And Amazon's really working on expanding different placement to of video. So uh, I I expect we're gonna continue to see more and more placements throughout the website on different videos, tying back to sponsor brands video too.
0: Yeah, product pages being the most recent update. So you can now use sponsor brand video product targeting to get videos on competitor pages or on your own listing to push competitor videos off.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, so that's sponsor brands video. If we look at sponsor brands as a whole, like typically in terms of overall, um, I'd say it makes up about 10 to 20% overall. Um, so if we have well-crafted campaigns throughout sponsored ads, I'd say, you know, rule of thumb, take about 70% put in sponsor products, take about 20% goes to sponsor pins, and then the remaining 10% goes to sponsored display. Um, so sponsored display is the third major umbrella for different ad types. And sponsored display has a couple of different flavors too. Um, So one that that we can talk through is product targeting. So product targeting looks a lot like um, sponsored products product targeting ad, Um, meaning that you can target different ASINs. So on the targeting side, it's very similar to sponsored products. Um, For the ads themselves, they look a bit different. Um, So if you ever see any ads that show up below the buy box or below bullet points on a product detail page, um, these are typically going to be sponsored display product targeting ads or some DSP ads. Um, they can have more custom creatives. You can switch up the ad type a bit or the creative a bit. where um, sponsored products, you can customize that. So this is a great way to utilize different SINs that are converting really well, say, from sponsored products, um, and then utilizing them in your sponsored display campaigns. And we'll talk a lot more about that once we get into like the optimizations uh, episodes. But... Matt, so that's product targeting for sponsored display. I guess anything to add there and then maybe could you walk through the other other types? Yeah, going
0: back to metrics again, for sponsored display product targeting, uh, cost per click is typically lower than the other ad units. And the key reason for that is there are no auto campaigns for sponsored display product targeting. So sponsored products, product targets often get a bit inflated because most sellers are running auto campaigns. There's more competition for those spots. So even though a sponsored display product targeting has fewer ad placements in total, oftentimes there's a CPC, a cost per click advantage that, uh, helps with ACOS, uh, drive a lower ACOS because they're less competitive. Product targets are less intuitive to pick because, uh, keywords, you can find ones that are relevant to your product. You've built out your listings, you have search term reports that You can find like related themes. You have a good idea on how people are going to search for you. Yeah. ASINs are just a random string of characters that start with B zero. So it's tougher to pick product targets. And so that's a little bit of a barrier to entry for a lot of sellers. Hence the lower CPC in many cases. So every one of those ad types has a unique advantage. And again, just want to reiterate, like
1: use all of them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how about the other types of sponsor display campaigns?
0: Yeah. So sponsor display is an interesting ad type because it has kind of two completely different components rolling up to it. One is sponsored display product targeting, which we spoke about. The other is sponsored display audience targeting. So it's kind of like DSP light in that you can build an audience rather than targeting products or keywords, you're targeting an audience. Uh, the most typical would be view based retargeting. So people that looked at your product but have not purchased it in the last 30 days, you don't have a lot of settings or controls to adjust audience size or exclusions. You can't conquest competitors with sponsored display audience targeting, but that view based retargeting is a really effective strategy, especially as we move into Q4 and people are actively shopping, browsing several different listings. Um, I guess before getting into that, you know, one of the really unique aspects of sponsored display audience targeting is there's an offsite component to it. Mm -hmm. So all of these different sponsored ad types are on the platform in search results or on product pages. Sponsored display allows you to target that audience off of Amazon too. So all of Amazon's owned and operated assets, but also a lot of third party websites like weather.com is an example that we throw out there pretty frequently or different news sites, um, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of different domains, uh, there's ad inventory for. So you can follow shoppers off of Amazon to try and get them to reconsider purchasing a product.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you've ever been browsing around online and then see an ad that looks like an Amazon listing for something you just looked at. Um, or a product that's very similar to one that you just looked at. Um, That's either gonna be a sponsored display, like a retargeting ad, or it could be DSP too. Yeah, so either one of those two. Yeah, and so with sponsored display, it really gives you this unique aspect where you can use retargeting, or you can create different audiences around different categories that Amazon specifies. um in terms of like retargeting that's a lower funnel strategy just because they've already visited your product they know what they're looking for they just didn't pull the trigger to purchase it um but once we get up to like categories that's definitely a more like upper funnel strategy where you can really what you're trying to do there is draw people into brand and your products that wouldn't have ever seen your brand or your products before And so this is a great way if you have a solid brand or if you get a lot of repurchases um, to get people to make that initial purchase, get familiar with your brand. Once they get that initial purchase now, then they can keep come back and purchasing more and more and more from you. Um, Overall, when we look at general strategy, we've got sponsor products, which is like very bottom of the funnel. Like they are just trying to find which product to purchase. We have typical sponsor brand ads, which is much better, a little bit higher funnel strategy overall in trying to really build up that brand and help people figure out which product they want to buy and get familiar with their brand overall, and then proceed down the funnel to that purchase stage. Uh, sponsor brands video is an awesome one. It's a little bit lower funnel too, by looking at different products, but sponsor brands video really allows you to set yourself apart whether it's through lifestyle or going through the different features, um, and you get some awesome real estate for it. And then sponsored display with product targeting, um, that's kind of similar to sponsored products, product targeting ad, very bottom of the funnel. Then you also have sponsored display retargeting, more bottom of the funnel, but then you have audience targeting where you can move your way up and try to draw more people into your brand. So overall, we have so many different options in terms of ad types, just on the sponsored ad side, and we haven't even touched on DSP. Um, But just with sponsored ads, so many different options on ads we can utilize. And now what we wanna do is, instead of just starting with every single ad type without like goals in mind, in the next episode, what we really wanna hit on is now it's the strategies and how do you tie all these in together. So that's just kind of a preview for like the next episode that Matt and I will be doing um, as we're going through the podcast. So um, I guess as we wrap this one up, Matt, any any other pieces that you want to add overall?
0: No, I think we covered it all.
1: Uh, I would use every feature
0: available within each of the ad types that we've gone through today Uh, with the one caveat of maybe sponsored display audience targeting. If you're ready to start with SD audience targeting, also have a conversation with agencies like us about dsp because there are a lot of unique advantages to dsp over sponsored display so depending on where you're at in your journey that could be a good next
1: step sure yeah yep. yeah so overall lots of good stuff to come again this is the overview just giving you an idea on all the different options that are available um in the next episode matt and i will kind of tie this into strategies and then after that, once we've got our strategies really aligned on how we're gonna utilize these, then we'll get into really into the weeds on how we optimize and set up these campaigns to meet these different strategies that we wanna implement. So overall, if you follow this guide, I think you're gonna be set up really well for Q4 on the advertising side. So. Um, thanks for listening to this podcast. i um, excited for you to join the next one. Um, and if you get a chance and can leave a review on any of the platforms that you're listening to the podcast on, Matt and I would really appreciate it. So thanks again. We'll see you on the next episode of That Project Podcast.